signals on it's 1.3 Lagos talks. My name is Adil Miyoshiji. A city is manger. Last December, you won't come closer. Say what is the matter? It's a nice soldier. Say go fire. If I no give a number, you want to be my lover. I say your father. I repeat, I'm your father. Oh, see me, see wala. I don't tire. That attention, I'm talking to you, you are respond. Give me your current message. How can you be asking me question? You know they look face so it's like you don't know my name, no. But fake I'm a date though. Hey, talk when you boyfriend or late. Now me say so. See I stand a balance. Because I'm a chief lieutenant. You know, see my car, it's German. You know, see the swag, galant. See many they claim my madame. But I don't know these babes from madame. They just want to follow the ladder. They know that nobody's badder. She say why ain't it flex like happy gym? Make it a hope they dare they dream. Is it by first to be with him? Is this a military regime? I be such a man, I say standardies. Jury dollar, my feet by lady. It's only me, there's no confetti. I will make it rain like it's confetti. Show my body, show till love berry. I will take you and your happy. No mess up. Now I hala, I'm a Hitler, I'm a Basha. You better respect how they run the town. Even Darego, no fit on me down. See weapon, where you carry, come and be general. In my army, so Jago, so Jago, so Jago, what do you want? But don't fall in love with me. Okay, it signals on it's 1.3 Lagos stocks. My name is Adeomi Oshodi, and this morning we'll be looking at um, recruiting rights. And this came out of my, I had one, in, I had a lot of experiences this week, this past month, I'm having to <laughs> employ the right person. And so I have with me a friend. Yes, I call her a friend. It's someone I met. Yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> Please, we need to be serious this morning. And yes, yes, um, so. I met her. I met, funny enough, I, went, I met her at Unilag and we're all just justing. And she's been very helpful. And she relocated to Canada, came back to Nigeria. I saw her two days ago. I'm like, Oga, come here. And she is a certified human resource professional with over seven years' experience across industry, including healthcare, oil and gas, power. And then she works with General Electric. And so she'll be. I, te- I worked. I worked. Yes, I no longer work with them. Maybe I said I worked. Oh, okay. My apologies. I thought you said she worked. Anyway, well, see, it's just um, so we'll be talking um, recruiting rights, and her name is Note Akpotiv. Welcome to Young. Eh? Oh, welcome to Signals. Young and everybody's name of the company. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Oshodi. Fantastic opportunity to be here. I'm really glad to Before. connect with listeners. Uh, and yeah, let's bring it on. Let's, start. let's get started. Okay, so. <laughs> You've been in HR mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. and um, has it been like? Tell me from the beginning. Just tell us that story. So I th- I think that a lot of people, human resources is that role, is that position where everyone feels they can do 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's always really interesting. Uh, because I think that it comes, I know that it comes with a lot of responsibility. Yes, but with does. great responsibility also comes great accountability. Mm-hmm. So there are many people, tons of people who say that they're HR professionals. But are ger- generally not working from a service mentality. Because when you work in HR, you're supposed to help other people shape their careers. You know, and from whatever aspect, whether that's with recruiting, like we're going to talk about today, yeah. or other parts, learning, development, compensations, benefits, all that, right? And it's a constant balancing act because you're kind of, you're definitely in the middle. You're mm. employed by the company, mm. but you're a representative mm. for the employees. And you're also a voice for the employer, right? So you're supposed to help ease the conversation and ease the lines of communication between employer and employee. If you're an HR professional and you're standing in the way of your employer or your employees, you're a problem. <laughs> you're part of a problem with Nigeria. Oh, why <laughs> yes. do you say so? Why do you say so? Because... Because it's such a powerful role, because it's a role that you really, you can, you hire and fire. Mm. You, know, you make policies and you make laws and, and you speak on behalf of others. It can be a very uh, overpowering role as well. You can get power drunk on it. Mm. And a lot of people in this, in this space, uh, they get so excited about that that they forget what they're really there for. And if, if you're powerful and all you do is to bully people with it or mm. make people uncomfortable about it. Because I've, I've heard so many horrible, horrible stories. Yeah. I, I, was about I don't to imagine ask. I'm the best HR person that there has been. But to be honest, I, I hold myself accountable every day. You okay. know, in, in anything that I'm involved in that involves an employee. You know, you know what comes to show. mind for me? Most times, okay, I, there was a friend who reported an HR person. Mm-hmm. HR person to me. And, and he said, they were practically bullying him. All mm. the promises that they, the company through the HR um, office said that they were going to do, they didn't do. So it was almost as if they were always asked, questioning his abilities, questioning mm-hmm. what he could do. And then he had done things over time. And he felt bullied. He felt like it was, it was, it was being an house boy. Yeah, yeah. That's the word. I, that's how I can put it. So, and a lot of people are in that situation. Yes. So, so how do we navigate, okay, yeah. going from, instead of meeting HR to solve my problem, then going to the direct boss? Hmm. hmm. That's a good one. I think we should even take it a step back. That okay. A lot of the time, when we have conversations with people and it's face-to-face or it's offline, mm. we assume that they will always remember what it is that has been agreed. Mm-hmm. Or we assume that they are always good people and they will, they will stick to their word. I think it's incredibly important. Like, you you treat any other person professional or business relationship whatever conversations you have with an HR person with an employer an employee anyone you should definitely make sure that it's either on a contract or it's captured somewhere in an email form but there's some but sort you of know, evidence right? but you know that even when everything is spelled out and written yes. they still flout the rules okay so then that's when you hold people accountable right and and it's not easy because you're <laughs> an employee I like that. you're an employee and you're working for this company mm. but then there are a few things that you can do first of all you want to try and resolve the so you're not just going to go from zero to 100 and be like oh this person you lied or you 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 were un- untruthful or whatever else you want to try and initially try to resolve the issue mm. so whether that's speaking to the hr person or whether that's going directly to the boss if that opportunity presents itself then definitely do that mm. but you want to go in positively and you want to try and understand from that other person's standpoint what the roadblock is so if you've tried that a couple of times and things are not working out as they should work out, then maybe you shouldn't be there. You know, maybe you should, you should think of either switching, switching departments if it's a big enough company or switching companies. And I know that's not the easiest of things as well, right? 
because I know that we all work with several challenges, huge, you know, human, huge human resources challenges, either as an employer or even as an employee working for com companies that owe you salaries or don't pay your bonuses or don't follow through on some of your promises. But we just have to keep looking for till we find the right one or till we find one that we can actually work with. with. Yeah. Okay, now let's let's take it from you, you talked about owing bonuses. That's my number one pet peeve. Again, can I just say this? If you're an employer and you're listening to me on radio and you employ people who work for you and at the end of the month you owe them salaries, shame on you. No. There's really no excuse in my opinion. Wait now. Yes. Wait, you... I, I feel this really strongly as you can tell. Wait now. You know, uh, yes. You know, I, I'm trying to play the mm, devil's advocate mm -hmm, in terms of the yes. employer. Are you the devil? No. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes um, businesses are not going well. Yes. A lot of businesses aren't going well. They have, um, they don't have money to pay. Yes. So what should, now, a business doesn't have money to pay a staff. Should they communicate that and say, okay, for now we don't have, rather than keep quiet. Of because course. Because I've, I've had a friend who, who was bitter and said, I wish that my boss could just tell me that, oh, we don't have money at the moment. Kindly stick with us instead of keeping quiet. And then on the employee side, on the employer side, the employer is saying that, ah, um, let's, not, let's not tell them anything. Let's figure it out. There's some people who can come out and say that we cannot pay you your money. But that's not right. Because okay. it's a contractual agreement, right? Hmm. Same way if you were, if, if you're an employer who is, who has a contract that you're, you signed with someone else who should pay you some money so that you can pay your staff. If that person doesn't respond to you after you've executed on the contract, then you're also going to be upset and you're going to say, why haven't they paid me, you know, my dues or what I, what I, I, I should have earned? Mm. So in similarly, for if you have employees, you are responsible to them. It, it's just what it's it is. It's huge responsibility. It's huge. It's and, huge. and it's why, I, because labor is so cheap, you know, and there's so many people who are looking for jobs and looking to be gainfully employed. Mm. I, I think that a lot of people take advantage of that because they're like, yeah, we'll just hire 10 people. Um, if we don't pay them three months, they will go, we'll hire another 10. Yes, and some will, there are some companies that. that that's all that they do. They, they are serial... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they serially hire people mm. and they just get free labor and, and they're not accountable to anybody or anyone. And people always say, oh, I don't want to cause any trouble. They didn't pay me, I'll just leave. You know? And that whole cycle continues. The same way as an employer, you prioritize uh, you know, whether it's getting what you need to execute on your work, mm. whether that's getting a place to have your employees work out from, getting internet, getting a phone line, getting set up with a car, whatever else that you need to do, execute on your, on, on your core work. It's the same way you should prioritize paying your employees their wages and salaries at the end of the month. It should be something that at least two or three months out. You know when they say as an individual, your emergency fund, as an employer, you should also have that. You can't, you can't pay one, uh, one month and then the next month you're like, oh, we don't have money. But you initially plan to hire this person. This was not just the... And, but you know sometimes we plan. Yes. And, and you should do your very best. And if you are that sort of person who is accountable to your employees, you will not wait. You'll be that person who, by, when is the 29th? And you know that you'll not be able to pay the next day. You already have that conversation with your em employees. You say, I'm so sorry, but this month we've not been able to. And you know, your body language also speaks. Because there are several companies too that they don't pay their staff as at when due. And, and the staff are like, okay, yeah, we'll just, we'll just work out, you know, we'll just keep going. 
because working with the person is enjoyable mm. and you know that your your employer is also a decent human being treats you like a human being treats you like a person not just someone that's just there to you just like a slave you know a lot, a lot of employers are in a so why, why why does that happen why do we treat people like slaves man i don't know uh, <laughs> why is it is it I, a nigerian thing i think it's a human thing hmm. i think that it's it's the power play at work I think that, yes, there are some circumstances in Nigeria that make that even more obvious. But generally, if you if there's a hierarchy and you have power or you have dominance over something or someone, the tendency is to take advantage of that, hmm. generally speaking. But it doesn't now make it... It makes it even worse in our society where we're, we're, we're quite classist, <laughs> even though we deny this sometimes. <laughs> always like, oh, we're all the same under God. You know, but... We like we like hierarchies. We like mm. to be respected, and we like to feel that we're better than the next person, or that because of the either the abilities that we we have or the circumstances we are in, that we're bigger than the next exactly, person. That we should lord that over the next person. Okay, now we're talking recruiting, right? It's mm-hmm. still signals on it's one point three Lagos stocks. If you have a question or a comment, you can tweet at us at Lagos stocks nine one three cc at Young Cerebral, or. You call in 0809-191-3913 or 0809-222-0913 or WhatsApp us on 0809-234-5913. Now, we're talking recruiting, right? And um, so I have to, I don't know, this is me going to rant for the next for one it. minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, because employers also face challenges. Oh, Lord. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had, I had a graphics person. Mm. and who for the better part of January to March was available until two weeks, until like a month ago, and he says that he wants to go and bury his grandfather. <laughs> my girl, my, just, she, she, just <laughs> listen. Can you hear okay, And I'm then, not... I, and um, I always make sure that it's a win-win for everybody, and this is me speaking for me. Mm-hmm. And so the, the guy goes, I'm like, okay, he's asked for two weeks. I said, I can't give you two weeks, Right. I can only give you one week. Tell your parents that you are working. And then it goes one week. We called, called, called. Three weeks down the line, the guy is yet to be here. So I said, you know what? Because I can't, the jobs cannot wait. Yes. And then I go on a search and I'm on that search mm. of getting the right people to work with. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this week was hell. Yeah. <laughs> this week was I, really I heard... hell. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of your frustrations. <laughs> and So what you, was the challenge you now, faced? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to do employee on the spot mm. and so I give them job but then I ask them that okay how many hours would it take you to do one at work and they say 30 minutes one hour and all of that I was like okay go ahead and then you give them jobs to do and then you hear them say number one the job is too much number two I'm a bit rusty number three don't worry it's my laptop and a lot of excuses yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like Jesus so it's yes I know the educational system is is on its own mm. but where's the place for self-development mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that one is tougher because okay. it's a personal decision, hmm. right? And sometimes we get so carried away with just being mediocre at the things that we do. Hmm. We, we like to sell we like to sell uh, skills that we don't even have, right? And just get into the door. Exactly. But then when we get through the door, it's like, okay, do what you need to, to get done now. But I, w- I would even speak on your initial graphics uh, designer. He was probably tired. <laughs> And he wanted to leave. That whole grandfather story, it doesn't hold water. Okay, so let me right. tell you the terms. So, so mm-hmm. you have every you have off day at work, every yeah. Thursday. 
yeah it's, it's nine to six because it's always we're always walking around the clock okay and then we already have the temperature just plug and play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it comes from ogba then it's paid a very good amount of money yeah and when i mean good amount the one i can afford because i have to <laughs> i know my pocket yes yes and and it wasn't old or anything it was it was fine paid on time it was paid on time I have one naughty habit. I should not even mention. Before 29, I have paid. Yeah. Just so that I can sleep at night. That's me. Of course. Then I'm wondering, so what happened? And I still called him and he's like, he's still in, burying his grandfather. Yeah. So I'm wondering. He probably also got another job. Uh, maybe a better paying job. Why, and, why and, not communicate? Yes. So again, and these are some of the things that even as employers you will face. Right? Uh, and you, you just really have to manage that conversation. But that shouldn't also change how you respond to subsequent employees who join your company. Your, just the fact that people take advantage of your professionalism shouldn't make you get any less professional no, or shouldn't make I, you I that yes, lower your, standza- your, mm, your standard of excellence, nah. right? So you, you typically will find this because an employer-employee relationship is a very distrustful one mm. by default because you never know, even if your manager or your guy or your boss is the best, you never know when they will change it for you, right? You never know when things might go south. And because, again, of that power play, you're constantly worried and constantly thinking of how to best, um, you know, communicate through that. So if he's found another job somewhere else, then he'll be like, I don't know if I'll tell this madam that I want to leave. But the, obviously the ideal way, in the professional way, is to openly say, you know what? And it's okay because it's everything okay. that has it's a really beginning okay. must have, have an, an end, end, right? It's okay, yeah. It's and okay. as an employee as well, you should think of not burning bridges because you never really know where the relationship that he has with you professionally will, will how he will grow the, the next day or beyond beyond even this current role that he's he's doing for you so the idea is good yes and the ideal thing would have been for him to say you know what um Oshodi, i'm really sorry but i'm, I'm moving on and then pos- potentially help you transition so maybe he no, would have, they know he would have they recommended they one of his friends exactly See, there, there was one that was that the, the time it wasn't feeling fine and then we called because i was worried mm-hmm. and i'm like okay didn't, for one week he didn't call his mom had to call and then i've had experiences whereby parents and families call and i'm like you don't you should not your family should not be calling me have you yeah, had that yeah have you have, has that ever happened to you where families are calling no that that's standard <laughs> I think because of how our society is, because we're very communal and we're very, mm. you know, um, <laughs> every <laughs> you're not an individual that exists alone. You exist because of your family and your friends and in this huge community. So everyone is vested in your success or in your downfall. So, yes, I mean, gosh, when you work in recruiting as well, I've had mothers call me and beg me. I've had okay. sisters so, and okay. brothers. I mean, I'm, again, I think it's also about just very clearly drawing the, the line. So when do we draw the line and boundaries? So, depending on what that person is calling you about, and if it's an elderly person, typically, again, because of our environment, when they call, I mean, give them a listening ear, and you don't need to interrupt them. Let, they, let them go on and say whatever they want to say. And then say, okay, ma, okay, so I've heard you, you know, but this is a relationship, a professional relationship I have with, directly with this person. So I've heard you, and let out discuss with him or her. And then that feedback around, I don't need to be speaking to your mom about XXX or your daddy or your uncle or your grandfather should be had directly with the employee. And usually when employees do that, when they send people to you, also because they're afraid for whatever reason. Either there's a conscious fear and a genuine fear or there, there isn't one. Like this guy that has gone to, to bury, bury his grandfather, if he wants to come back, he will ask his mother. <laughs> 
to call you and beg you. <laughs> you, you don't because he up. knows he has done something wrong. And, and, you, and you know the funny thing is, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I don't give up on people easily. So oh. I, I'm, I'm going the extra mile to keep calling. It's annoying. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. And and if you if you call and you're not and you're not getting any any response, I, I'm glad that you've already started looking looking for a replacement. But then send a text message, and then if it gets to a certain point, this is where, the person that you see the person on Instagram, and you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so it's obvious. It's obvious he for for whatever reason he he's not confident enough to have that conversation with you. So you you just close it out. Either send him a text message to say no. I'm really disappointed with how you have carried on. Hmm. However, I understand that you know that nature is when they start using all those terms. Uh-huh, now, <laughs> but because you need to still hold people accountable, even when they are badly behaved, it hmm. does not mean that hmm. if you see them on the road, you will walk past them or you wouldn't say hello or you wouldn't even help them when you can in the future. But it's th- it's because we're not we don't hold each other accountable in our society. Why? It's why? Why don't, why don't things, you do that? Is it because we're, we're scared? That, I think it's uh, a combination of religion. Oh, uh, again, yeah. To. Yes, I have to say this yeah. again. I think it's a combination of of the wrong. Um, interpretation of what religion is and our traditional culture as well where if someone is older than you you don't have an opinion against whatever they tell you mm. so it's, it's a combination because it's the same relationship to in, in religion of mm. this big god our father who is somewhere in heaven that we must be scared of or must be afraid of mm. and who has so much power over us and our parents show that as well so we grow up without really speaking up without really speaking our minds like, ah, let's just keep quiet let's not say anything i'm like no. You need to hold people accountable still. You can still say, I don't like what you did, Oshodi. I still care about you. But I don't like what you did with XXX. It's, it's just what it is. Just simple. Yeah. Okay, now let's quickly go back to us talking about the self-development part. Mm-hmm. Why is it tough? It's, again... <laughs> you see the CV that you see this week. Now. And then anytime I see the CV... But then, I... but then again, you have to also think about how you source because sourcing channels are also very important tell me about sourcing channels so if oh, yeah. you go if you if you put out uh, a tweet on your twitter page all kinds of people <laughs> will send you <laughs> their cv and will claim that they know mm. they know 200 things when they only know 10 things and they want to do design graphic design so, let me, oh. so <laughs> I, one of the ways that works really well again because our society you know i think a lot of our sectors are quite informal yeah. it's through referrals so a lot of speak referrals. yeah speak to like this graphic designer or other d- graphic designers that you've worked with in time past and say who do you know that is a Very younger colleague person. yes maybe a slightly younger colleague because my understanding of like graphic designers as well or freelancers in general is like they don't like to be tied down to no, no, one they employer. They don't. They, they don't. want to I, do I different. I learned that the hard yes. way. Yeah, I did. They want to do different things. So if you want someone who is in-house as a graphics de- designer, tendency is you want to take on someone who is experienced but not overly experienced. Maybe has just started in the field but has potential to grow into the job mm. so that they know that when they work with you for six months, six to 12 months, they will hone their skills more so because they, they are short of constant graphics designing mm. in, on this platform. Mm. So you want to look for those kinds of people. But if you look for someone who knows everything right now, there's no potential for them to go. So they probably will only take the role because they're looking for money. Yeah. And then if they find something else better out there, then they would go. But if you find someone who maybe has only just started, maybe about six months, but they are really sharp huh. and really smart. Uh, hey, I, sharp and smart. They, they have these um, graphic designing skills. Then they want to maybe pause and stay with someone for a while well. and improve on those skills before they move on. And then if you treat them well and you treat them again, like I said, like a human being, <laughs> human being, <laughs> like a person with dignity, then the person will, 
that's how loyalty is built and that's how trust is built as well. Then the person wants to stay longer and mm. work with you until they move on. Okay, so for small businesses like, like me and a lot of other people, what mm. should we look out for in recruiting to get someone? You know, another thing is, you know, we have a problem with um, people saying, oh, I don't want to work for one-man business yes. and all of that. And, and the fear generally. Is money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and money. it's old salaries. It's, so it's, once you distinguish yourself as that employer, whether one-man or SME, MSME, who is accountable MSME to people that, that work for you? Yes, yes, they are everyone, even big companies owe. For some of the biggest, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. There are stories for days. And it's so hurtful because someone gets up from their house every day of the week and they show up to, to your establishment. You should pay them. There's, or let them go. Tell them they should go home and go and sit down in their houses. You cannot have someone show up. It's hot. I, my, just, I, I, just. I feel so passionate about this as you all can tell you know? <laughs> uh, but what should you do back mm, to your question what should mm. you look out for I think you should definitely tap into your, your network and have referrals and have people refer people, people to, to you. you I think that in your day to day as you interact with people whether you have guests over you can always ask all of these questions and uh, you get in an Uber the Uber guy that uh, brought me here I haven't asked him, I don't know if he's listening I asked him to listen to the show because I was coming <laughs> to the radio station but we, we exchanged so many great ideas as well. And some of the conversations even we had on, in the car is what we're, uh, and you're also talking influenced about, some yeah. of what I'm sharing now. So also tap into that as well. Anywhere you go to, potentially, because recruiting isn't... I mean, you can organize a big recruiting event where you want to bring everyone who's looking for work to one, one big center and then all the employers will be there. And that's we, one we way to that. do it. We have that. But if you recruiting is a daily mind, it's a continuous process and it's part of your daily mindset, mm. then you're always on the lookout for people. You're always spotting people. Hmm. You're you're always, I've learned uh, that. Yeah, as I you have, have conversations, that. as you, you, you see how people work, you see mm. how people speak to others, you see how people take pride in their work, then you start to think, and okay, maybe this person be. potentially can work for me or work with me or maybe able to refer someone. Mm. And that's the other thing. So if you speak to someone, they're like, oh, no, Shady, I don't think I can work with you for now. Make sure you, you, you stretch that relationship or that interaction. Mm. And say, do you know anyone else mm. who would Is be willing. Yes, who I can speak to. And that way you continue to build a network. And you hopefully should find more talent that you can use or that can work for you or that, is, that really is a match. Hmm. Yeah, it's a match. Not, that match we are looking not. for. Anyway, it's yeah. still signals on it's one point three legal stocks. And if you have questions or comment, the numbers to call is zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three or zero eight zero nine triple two zero nine one three or WhatsApp us on zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. Now, note you have gone to Kana. Canada and come back. Please. <laughs> the way you say come back, like if I'm here forever, you're going, you're going. <laughs> I'm visiting. Please, oh. I'm visiting. Uh, a good one. So, what what's the difference between the work culture over there and here? It's it's incredibly different, hmm. incredibly so. Um, I don't even know where to start from. I, I think okay. even I think even how we are as a society, and you know, this is not even a bashing session at all. Yeah. because our, our mentality is generally like ah, if you're abroad everything is perfect yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to have a call <laughs> hello good morning hello hello good morning good morning my name is ah <laughs> your name or where you call you from huh this is 91.3 FM yes it's signals on 91.3 
Please do call back. Hello, good morning. Hello? 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 Yes, we can hear you. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, my name is Ayo. Ayo, Ayo. Please, there's so much noise around you. Reduce them. All right. Okay, so question. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yeah, I just have a question. Presently, I'm employed in the police for the case not to I've been looking for that continue this conversation on air is how many companies have you looked at what sort of what sort of law, law firms as well are you speaking to hmm. right and in general i i know that there are also gradients there are some of the big law firms in nigeria and then there are some of the many yeah very popular chambers of sands and and you know senior advocates of nigeria that potentially pay the highest of the, in the market you know so the question is where are you at in terms of salary right now where where do you want to be and do does the, the the person who pays the highest in the market do they pay that amount so that from that point on you know if, even if it's a realistic uh, amount that you're asking for so for instance if the biggest uh, law chambers in Nigeria pays say 400k a month for for lawyers in general with your expertise and you're looking for 600k then that's not realistic right so you everyone you potentially will speak to will not be able to afford that. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that your dream of wanting to earn 600K isn't valid. It just means that you have to find a different method of how you earn that. So whether that's, and I don't know if you can do this in Nigeria, but again, so just a few ideas. If it's working for different law firms and consulting for them case by case, for instance, and then you do that and then you get paid for that one case or, case or group of cases that you work with them on and then you move on because you've done consulting work and then you move on to the next. And that's one way potentially you can still earn the income that you want, but just not tied to that one big sure. law firm. Mm. So mm. there are a few things that you potentially need to do. You also need to segment what, what law firms you're also speaking to. If, you just le- if you're still speaking to law firms on the same level of the one that you left or the one that you're currently working in, because I think you're still working, mm. then they will not be able to afford you because they're all playing at the same level. You, all, you want to obviously step it, um, oh. take it one, one step higher at least, and then speak to law firms in a higher bracket who can afford you and who can pay you the amount that you want. So there are a number of things that you still can do. But I think it's important to change that mindset of nobody wants to pay me. Because mm. if that's what you think, then you potentially will see that as you go through your, your job Journey. search. Okay, so we're talking about the different work 
Yeah, it's completely different, and it's not a bashing thing. It's just that North America, North Americans' culture is very individual. You know, people come, they do their work, and they and they go on. And there are laws and policies that guide and and safeguard the interest of employees. Because by default, an employer-employee relationship is skewed. The employer always has more power than the employee. Mm. So when you work in a society or in an environment where the needs of the employee is not just only guided by principle, but by law and by policy. They'll be pushed to And do employers are held accountable to that. Again, back to accountability. Then people don't just wake up and do rubbish, mm. which is what we see a lot of. So it's completely different. <laughs> in fact, as an empl- employer over there, you're, you're, ke- you're extremely careful. The conversations you have one-on-one, ensuring that empl- employees understand what it is that you are saying. Not that they misinterpret it and go off and get upset. You must mean what you say. Yes. And, you know, if people need to take time off, then you give them time off. People say that they have mental issues. You, you, you support them through that process. If they have, you know, someone goes on maternity leave, these are all things that are critical as a human being because you're a person too. So you come to work, but you also have a life outside of work, mm. you see. So those interests are, are front and center, mm. yes, for the empl- employer. Beyond yeah, the our job. labor law, I don't know, man. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know what we're doing in that aspect, you know, but we need to hold employers more accountable. And, and to be honest, and I know I, I'm coming across as super hard on employers, but like I said, the relationship by default is skewed because you're more work, you're working from a place of power. So you need to know that these people they are not your slaves. They are not just they are not just there to wipe your feet on on their on them. You know, they're not your doormat or your footmat. They are people who have dreams and aspirations and are giving their time in exchange for money. Mm. It's really important. It's really, really important. Okay, so um how do you help shape careers? How do I help? Sh- I just have conversations. <laughs> you can have it. Yes, because I, I, I genuinely like to help people. I, I, yeah. I genuinely... I, I saw that first time. Yes. I, I, I enjoyed it. And I'm glad. I enjoyed it yeah. first time last year. And it really was I helpful. genuinely enjoyed it. And my life is testimony to that. If I talk about my career within HR or even my life in general, it's because along the way, I have met people who have helped me and have helped me grow. And I continuously invested in my development, even as I speak. So the only way I can, I can make things better is by being that person to, to other people. So how do I help shake out? I just listen. I, again, you need to listen. Because you need to... A lot of the time people say things, but they are speaking from a place of fear, or they are worried, or they don't think that they deserve it. You know, there's many, many issues that we all deal with based on our background. So I just listen to people talk. And they say, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. And a lot of the time... I guess wires connect in my mind. <laughs> and I suggest, and I'm like, why don't you do this? Or why don't you look at it this way? Uh, why don't you still keep your dream, but just think of a different approach in terms of how you get it done? Okay. Uh, so this is coming to mind for me. Mm. When do you know you have picked the right person? What, as in when you're hiring a person? Yes, you, you never know, to be honest. A hiring, you take a huge chance on anyone and everyone. You always consistently take a, a chance i think that it's probably one of the ways that you know how when you also get married to someone they have everything that and they look good on paper <laughs> and your interaction with them before you before you seal the deal but you never really know what you're going to find and it's the same way with hiring people so you take a huge chance but you make sure that they tick all the boxes that you need that is absolutely critical for the role so if you're hiring a graphic designer they must be able to design 
<laughs> you cannot say I'm helping you. And that's what employers also do that. And at the end of the day, you it's a disservice to yourself and to that person you are hiring. Hmm. Because they don't have the requisite skills. And you potentially cannot train them with those skills as well. They need mm. to have it beforehand. So if, you, if you're trying to hire someone and the person really does need help, yeah, you can, you can give them cash, you know, which can be one-off. Mm. You can say, okay, you really want to do this. Okay, I would invest in you. I will help you. How much is it to register for a design course? It's 45000 I'll give you 20K. Bring, go, go and bring 25K and come and then I'll, I'll balance it out for you and then you go register for that design course. If you are so moved, Right, uh, or you off. potentially can can keep giving a stipend to this person and following up with them on their on their progress. So you don't always have to hire everyone who comes through your door. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, because you want to help, help them. Because you're not helping them. You're making you're making things worse. If you already have staff that do the work, and then you take that person on board because you want to help them, and they are not learning on the job, it's not, then it's a time waste. Yes, it's a time waste. It's time wasting on your on your part. You're also losing face with your, the rest of your employees because they're like, ah, why did your guy bring this person to come and work for us? And the person doesn't know anything. And it's not like you are willing to teach the person. It's a different thing entirely when you say, okay, I'll take people who are fresh. And I have a, whether informal or very formal training plan that they go through and then they get better. But not, ah, they, I just want to act. Don't wait. Now, let me quickly go back to SMEs. Um, MS, is this? Okay. Yeah, it MS, can be, yeah. Small business owners. Me, yeah. And um, they don't have the time to train. They just need somebody. See, but, but they have to create the time. Honestly. Because the same way, you cannot say, you cannot say, for instance, an SME or MSME that I don't have the time to market. <laughs> no, you. Because that's critical ah, to, that's critical to, to the business. The same way your employees are critical to the business. And people forget that. Do you know that some small businesses is the customer service person you speak to that, that changes just things. completely changes the perception you have of the company. Overnight, in one call, Either positively or negatively. So we always, as employers or business owners, we always think, oh, hiring people is kind of like at the back end. But you end up paying for it. And sometimes oh, yeah. paying dearly. <laughs> because of how they manage your clients or your customers. Because of how they treat people. And customer service, we know, mm. is also almost non-existent in Nigeria. <laughs> you have to go down. Okay, um, our time is almost up. And, um, wait. Now, let's assume that you have I'm coming. Let's assume that you have um, somebody who culturally fits the organization but mm. does not have the required skill. How do you balance that? Again, where where are you at in terms of finding that hire? Is this something that you potentially can train them? And you know, when we say training, we're not saying they should sit in a classroom from morning till night Mm-mm. because people even learn best on the job. So you can have you can have them job shadow a more senior person on the team and have a conversation with that employer, senior employer employee first before you give this small junior person to him or her to train. But you can have someone job shadow. You can, through tasks, through, through challenging tasks, help them grow the requisite skills to getting the job done. Yeah. So it doesn't always have to be this complex and complicated thing that people think, ah, it costs a lot of money. But it's just you consciously try and help the person grow. grow. And you know, as sometimes the, you want to help people grow and mm-hmm. they feel as if was that you know but you know that uh, but, but you said that this person is a cultural fit and by uh, cultural fit i'm already assuming that this person is humble uh, and this person recognizes that they need help okay. and that they want to go in the field let's even remove that one okay but if you don't have that <laughs> then you shouldn't hire again it's a tough call when you're hiring people but you must recognize that the consequences sometimes can be so damaging to you and to even the other person mm. 
that maybe it's not it's just not the right it's just not the right fit and it's okay we can't hire everybody we can't help everyone that comes our way in the way they want to be helped mm. it's to the and extent the we feel helped. we have the capacity to help them but we should and a business is not a it's not a plaything not a hobby right uh, so, business exactly you're there to make profits. profit exactly so everyone should contribute to the bottom line so if you're taking someone on board who is not a cultural fit then is uh, proud <laughs> Wants you to pay them like you're paying your most senior person, then you shouldn't even look at hiring that person. But, but what do you do to those people who in your organization are like a pest? Well, that's, then you slowly ease them out. Again, but that's are, tough. Yes, but yeah. you slowly ease them out. It, it all depends. If you're if you're a business owner, and you, you're the one who makes the call. You can always have a conversation with them and say, you know what, it's okay. I, I would like because both either parties have the option to end the relationship. Mm. The employer can say, I don't want anymore. The employee can do the same as well. Again, treat them with dignity. Whether it's if the contract is give them 30 days or one month in lieu of notice, you pay them their one month in lieu of notice, let them go. And that's it. And then you, you go back on the market to look for someone else to get on board. Or if it's a bigger organization that has a process in place, then that's when we talk about performance improvement plan. KPIs. Or yes, K- KPIs, uh, coaching them, trying to figure out what the challenge is, seeing if you can help. You know, I, I, I think also potentially, even if you're a small business owner, you can still do that. Mm. But pest is the is the buzzword for me. If someone is a pest, that means maybe you potentially already even tried before now to help them, but they are not improving. Mm. So, same way in a bigger organization, obviously there are more there's more protocol, there are more steps. But at the end of the day, after your performance improvement plan, they are like, okay, thank you very much. Again, no no hard feelings. It's it's a it's a contract, it's a business yeah, deal. Yes, the thing is that our people. Eh, <laughs> We get so emotional about these things that we we lose focus of, of what is what, what is really yes, what is critical and what what is front and center. It's oh. not working out. It's not working out. Thank you. Yeah, if you doing. feel so bad because you're letting this person go, then also be on the lookout for them. Mm. So maybe the person is just not a fit for your organization. Maybe they have other somebody yes, else. they have other skills. So maybe on behalf of on their behalf, speak to other people and say, ah, I've got this great person. I can't keep them because I can't afford them or because of something else. Or because their dream or their vision for their career has changed. Yeah. And then help them ease into that new organization. Thank you. Yes. And that's how you are coming. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, this was very enjoyable. Yeah, it was. I was. I was. I really enjoyed it. Too. Anyway, uh, this is last Saturday of the month. I hope you've learned one or two things. I have learned too because I'm. Yes. it's hot right now yes. on my case. Marina, I'm, Marina, finish. Um, <laughs> give me two minutes now. I'll beat you. Um, so thank you, Notia Quotin. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so, so much. Um, Till we come your way again next week, Saturday. Like we always say on Signals, dream again and have a wonderful week ahead of you. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Bye. to dream rise and let the games begin shoot for the stars let them know who you are let nothing hold you back big things sometimes might look compatible
Set your goals.